Welcome back to the Dollars Gang Podcast. Now, it has been a hot minute since I've recorded one of these, and it has been an even longer time since the last time this guy was on, and it failed, so you, you could call this a redo episode on our part. Hopefully the audio works a little better now than it did the last time. But we got another special guest on you for you today. Yet another one. The Seth Sasek. Seth, how you doing today? I'm doing good, Zach. Thanks for having me on. Heck yeah, man. Now, um, you have to tell us about the last time we recorded. You know, what what the heck happened? You know, what what the heck brought you over here like we had to do this again, you know, kind of, you know, it was over at your place and it's kind of an epic fail on our part, wasn't it? Yeah, I think uh, <clears throat> it was just too spacious a room and the audio just echoed or I was, did it echo or was it just not loud enough? It just wasn't loud enough. You know, it happened. It actually happened on my most recent emergency podcast episode. Um, You may have listened to it. Um. Yeah, I'm not the best audio guy, am I? No, I think you're doing fine, though. I've listened to all your podcasts, and you have a loud voice. I yeah. think it might have been mine. Yeah, it probably was. I don't know how that works. That That's weird how it works. But, um, we, yeah, like we, we have a regular listener on here, regular subscriber. Give a kudos to this man. A special kudos to this guy right here. This he understands the assignment, doesn't he? <laughs> yep, Zach. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, obviously, we... Now, Seth and I go back a very long ways. Like, we've known each other for, what, eight years now, I think? Probably since, even before high school, playing junior high basketball against each other, right? Like, so kind of... I don't know, like, if it was, like, through a friend or what, or... How did we meet? Like, how do you exactly remember us meeting? Well, <clears throat> I remember seeing you at cross country meets all the time, freshman year in high school. And I think one time you just came over and talked to me and Tate Thompson. We hit it off from there. Oh, yeah. And then there are a few more guys at your school that really came on. It kind of grew, didn't it? Yep. <clears throat> you were pretty popular amongst the central distance runners. You and Chase both. Yeah. It, we, you, you could say what brings me to my next point. The Chase movement. Chase Drange. He's up in telling it right now. He's getting ready for his next cross-country season over at Tiffin. How did Chase Drange, like, it, it, it ultimately, like, between us, between all the Central guys, it ultimately became, like, a social media, like, thing like caught fire among social media like the hashtag chase drange they hate and catch a glimpse like those three hashtags what do those hashtags mean and you know what kind of inspired you to use those and all, all of us including levi taylor who i had on who's my first guest on the podcast and continue to use and we continue to use it to this day yeah well the they hate and catch a glimpse those I just started using because I thought they were funny. And uh, it just kind of became my thing on Instagram. Hashtag they hate and hashtag catch a glimpse. And then the Chase Drange one came around when 
him and Dylan Witchman used to run the 800 a lot together. So we started talking to Dylan my sophomore year, or Chase my sophomore year. And you know Chase with his flashy shoes and his headband. Uh, and the headband, that's classic. The headband. The Hoka's. So, it's almost like he was sponsored by Hoka, wasn't it? Yep, he was always ripping them, always different colors. So we saw the flashiness from Chase and decided – Let's throw a hashtag on the Instagram post. Oh, yeah. Now, and I know they're like, well, I kind of got out of running when I did. I still got a year of college left. He's still got a few years of college left. Like, and he's he's kind of, this past year at Tiffin's kind of, he's starting to make his stride, isn't he? Yeah, I can't actually claim to know. I haven't really followed him in college, but, yeah. I mean, all I know is he's striving for that 800 record at mile city in high school even though like yeah he's had some good coaching in college though they've kind of like turned him into like mid di- mid to long distance runners like i think he himself would probably be the first person to admit that he's kind of transitioning to those longer distances but yeah chase yeah chase is my boy chase is a legend and that's all there is to it yep said it perfectly oh yeah and uh and then another guy. Um, so who are some other people? Like we talk about Tate Thompson, Dylan Wickman, who – Wichman, dang it. I, I still to this day cannot pronounce his name right. Yeah, it's Wichman. Yeah, I I, I knew that dang well. Um, that, yeah, who, who are some other people? Dane that, McCullough. <clears throat> yeah. Levi – well, I became friends with Levi in college, but I knew him from tr- cross-country and track and basketball throughout the years. And we used to joke with him at cross-country meets, trying to pull little pranks on him, see if he would retaliate. And he never did. He's kind of a cool, laid-back guy. But I think me, you, Chase, Dylan, Dane – Really became friend Tate Thompson became friends during track meets because I I don't know you run distance in all these events with these guys and then you have nothing to do for the rest of the track meet you might as well hang out with them hundred percent and um yeah Levi Taylor yeah what was it like grooming with um like. A guy who here's a guy who's a two-time All-American in the steeplechase, national qualifier in cross country, and he he and Duncan are now about to represent Montana State here at, in USA's here, and I believe a couple days here. Yeah, Levi actually just left today for uh, Eugene, Oregon. Um, it's pretty cool knowing a guy that's so successful in running and being his friend. You see the work that he puts into it when you want to hang out, but he's on a long run on a Saturday morning. Yeah, 18 miles at six-minute pace, isn't it? Yep. So you understand the work that he puts in to run fast, so it's cool to see him do good and become an accomplished runner. Yeah, and is he a guy like you met like freshman year as well, like kind of before he became as successful as he was? Yeah, freshman year in high – well, I'd known Levi for a little bit longer than that because we used to play 
travel basketball against each other. Uh, he played basketball as well. He like here's a distance runner dunking in games. He threw down a couple dunks. So, yeah, yeah, he, good athlete. I don't think he can quite dunk anymore. I was at the basketball or I was playing basketball with him the other day, and I don't think he's got the jumps that he used to. Oh, really? Where did you guys play basketball at? Uh, we were playing just at a park. Okay. Holcomb Rucker Park of Bozeman. <laughs> yeah, you have to know, let me know the next time you guys are out playing. So, yep, definitely will do. Yeah, and um, you know, I'll, I'll say this right now, ladies and gentlemen. Like, I'd say, having said like, like both of us ran against the guy, and I can tell you what, like, he's always always one of those kids that you go to a track meet. There's two guys that. You could go to the meet and say these kids are on another level than anyone else, and that's Levi, and then Garrison Hughes, who was a pole vaulter for Nebraska, and and yeah, he he's another guy. Do you ever meet Garrison? No, I never met him. Oh, I've I've met him. Like I talked to him. <clears throat> like I guess he just finished up a successful pole vaulting career over at Nebraska. Yeah, so yeah, he was another guy that always wished me good luck in my endeavors. Yep, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I I do remember that feeling of every track meet, every cross country meet, unless we're, you know, with Ben Perrin or something in one. You knew going into the meet that Levi was gonna win the mile, the two mile, and he's gonna he's gonna go for records. Yeah, going for records at at the. Glenn, you know, shades of the Glendive Night meet, the Peyton Jordan Invitational of Montana where he runs 919 in the two mile. I remember one of the first uh, impressions Levi got of me was a little bit me being a goofball, but at that night meet, a kid from, where was it? Williston? Local, yeah, the Williston kid. His name was McCade Shumway. He runs at Division Two Sioux Falls now. He, uh... He was with Levi for the first three laps or so. Almost like the first half of the race. I think I think McCade ended up finishing 935 that race. And uh, I was on the turn going into the last 100 of each lap. And I just kept yelling at that kid, you can't keep up with them. You can't keep up with oh, them. Oh, you said that? Yep. No shit? Yep. And my stepdad's a coach at Laurel. So he heard that story and he was just laughing. <laughs> Yeah, you, you know what's another really funny like central moment like this was this would have been the year before at the Glendive Elks meet 2018. You might have run in that race. Like I think uh, I want to say Dane won that race. I got second and like Tate got third. Um, I'm like I can remember coming around on like the second or third lap of the two mile and Tate like like Tate was like drafting off of me and like we were coming into like the Final straight of like the third lap or something. And I, I don't know if it was like an assistant coach or a teammate or something. He's like, turns over and he, he says, hey, hey, can you, can, can you hand me some water on the next lap? And I, I thought that was, you could say it's pretty funny looking back on it. It's definitely a nice little Tate Thompson memory there, you know, <laughs> talking during the race there. Hey, can you hand me some water on the next lap? Man. Yeah, Tate. A lot of the time, he wasn't much of a talker when he'd run because he wanted to conserve energy and not be wasting his breath talking. But occasionally, he said some funny stuff. Yeah. Speaking of central runners, how about this Grayson Piceno kid? 
from Central. He's only a freshman, and he's already very nearly the runner Levi was. Yeah, I don't know him personally, but I saw he won state cross country. He's only a, a freshman, freshman, man. Which is absolutely insane. He'll probably go on to do some really cool things. Central hasn't had – we've had good runners, but we haven't had a runner like that since Matt Winters probably. Oh, was that, was that the kid, like, from the early 2000s yeah. when, like, when they won? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Billing Central's won a state title in cross, and Laurel hasn't. Weird. Yeah, my stepdad brings that up to me all the time. Yeah, Miles said he has one in girls as well. I, yeah, I guess Laurel girls won their first ever. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't really have the bragging rights because yeah, well, that well, was when, long before my time. So would have been after when Laurel girls won. Yeah, after yeah, we with, graduated. Or which uh, a couple of uh, of those gals I run with or ran with this past year at Dickinson State still go to school with them, even though I'm yep. no longer running. Levi's little sister. Yep. 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 Yeah, that would be her. Um, Grace Tim. Yep. Yep, her as well. Yeah. North Star steeplechase champ. Ran at nationals. She's still got like at least two years left of this. So, yeah, Laurel produces them. <laughs> Laurel does have some really good runners. And, and they, they have for quite a while, haven't they? Yep. My stepdad coach. Patrick Casey back in the day. Like he, he and Coach Cal. Yep. Yep. He was an assistant coach at that point. And Patrick, sub four miler, yeah. ran professionally. And my dad or uh, stepdad still talks to him to this day. Oh, nice. And I, and I think uh, I, I want to say Pat Casey's a, he's now like a coaching like Team Under Armour. Yeah. As of something, now. Something like that. My stepdad was telling me oh. about it a while back, yeah. but I don't remember the details. Yeah, do you know when Pat retired from professional running? No, a couple of years ago, a few years ago. Yeah. Um, Shoot, I don't know. We might have freshman year of college maybe, oh. sophomore, senior year of high school, somewhere around there, okay. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, yeah. Do, do you follow a whole lot of like running at like the higher levels, like college level, like pro level whatnot like ncaa's i guess um every once in a while i'm not nearly as kind of i'll watch them in the olympics and the big the big meets i'll tune in for but other than that i really just watch levi's races oh and um and uh did you watch sir duncan's race like his finals like at ncaa's this year and the last year as well. No, I was – was that the weekend we drove to Billings? It was, actually. I think it was the same day. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was a probably a stupid move on my part at the time. But, yeah, we'll get that, actually get to that in a little bit. But, um, yeah, like, yeah, what are your thoughts on that race? You know, if you didn't watch it, you at least heard about it. Yeah, I know Duncan got second. And wasn't he leading the almost the whole way? Uh, I don't know about the whole way, like, but I will say that I mean, that BYU kid, he ran a pretty dang good race. You know, it, you know, I I talked to Duncan about it. You know, he's still go down as a, an all-time great here in yeah, the state of Montana. For sure. Definitely one of the best ever to do it in Montana. But second back-to-back -back years, that's got to wear on him a little bit. And and I've already asked him, uh, 
where's he going to go pro? And yeah, he said he doesn't know yet. Like probably, I want to say he told me like right after USA's, he's probably going to make that call there. Um, I heard something from Levi that he might choose hookah. Oh, like after this, well, he's, he's got Levi himself. Like he's got no, one no, more year no. left. Duncan, it. he was saying Duncan, that's where Duncan was leaning or that's where he thought he was. Gonna okay. Choose. Okay. Um, I, I knew like I know Hoka's like more of like a road running, but uh Is Hoka know. like sponsored track as well? They they have to if yeah. I mean, I, that's if they said. didn't he wouldn't be signing with them. Yeah, I that's just what Levi mentioned. I don't know how well Levi actually knows what his plans are, but Yeah, we we gotta think he's probably gonna take that same professional route here after this last year's done at MSU. Yeah, I think he's gonna just see how this next or his last year goes and take it from there, you know? I think, uh, I don't know. I, I don't really know what Levi's plans are at this moment, so I won't speak on him. Okay, but it's going to be hell of fun watching him one last year. You know, see if he can match Duncan's time in the mile, you know? See, yep. See if he can match any other of Duncan's times, you know? Yep. I... I think it might be a, a hard year because he's so used to running with Duncan every day. And yeah, but he'll have the other, like, longer guys to run yeah. with, you know. Duncan's really the only guy of that group that went to nationals that's graduating, so, you know, I've I just know talked to them. Duncan yeah. pushes him. Duncan really. Oh, yeah, like, it, and it, that's actually a question I asked in, like, when I had my first ever guest on Duncan and Levi. That's actually a – and they, they have – Agreed, kind of that you know one complements the other real well, and you know that's kind of a one of the questions I, you know, I asked, and you know, kind of that they one that they they emphasize the importance of. So, but um, and now um, on that same day as Duncan ran at NCAA's, you know, like, and we were you actually brought this up earlier, um. Took a little boys trip to Billings, and it was not the smartest move on my part. Yeah, you have to talk about it a little bit. You know, it, it was a dumb move on my part. Like I didn't even receive my first paycheck yet at my current job. So, yeah, Zach was having some car troubles. I he, was, wasn't I? Yep, I, t I told him I was going to Billings, and he wanted to go to Billings to watch the uh, Montana Wyoming All Star basketball game. So I'm like. I could take you, Zach. And uh, it was a good trip. Good company on the way to and from Billings. Yeah, and the way back was when he actually he played competent music, you know. Uh, a lot of people that listen to this podcast are country music fans. Yeah, fair enough. Um, <laughs> we're from Montana, right? It's, it's fucking Big Sky Country, man. Yeah, that's why. I mean, that's part of the country. But, no, I like all types of music. Yeah, same just, here. That that makes two of us. So I switched it up on the way back for Zach, and he uh, he let me know right away that I was doing a better job on the way. One hundred percent, yeah. Than on the way there. <laughs> yeah, um, um, yeah. A little fun story about what we were talking to earlier, like Duncan and like the rest of his MSU teammates, like, like. Everyone except Levi was there. 
Like, I don't know. Like, I think Duncan said he tried to get hold of Levi, but. You know, <clears throat> yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, do you follow that All Star game at all or no? Like, you just kind of went, went to hang out, I guess. But. Um, I remember watching it for, like, every year I was in high school, I went. And then I went the year after. So, up until my brother graduated, I had gone to those games, but. Once my brother graduated high school, I stopped paying so much attention to high school sports in Montana. Yeah, that's understandable. Who, who knows? You could say I try my best not to, but you know, it's 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 the reporter in me. You know, it's the you know it's the sports type guy in me. You know, all different levels. You know, and I said that from day one of this podcast, but you know, if you, you look at my recent Facebook post, you know, I can I can tell you the score of. Every single one of those games since it first started, you know, like a little bit of the story in me, it, isn't it? Yep. I've always known you as the Montana high school sports guy. And funny when we were playing sports trivia the other day or last week. Yeah. Last week I uh, texted my brother that I was going to go play sports trivia with you. And he goes, you better hope there's some high school, Montana high school football on there. Unfortunately, there wasn't, but oh, if that yeah, came up, we would have won. Yeah, don't expect there to be, but we would have won. Um, yeah, I, I did have a little bit better success this past time around. Got second. Yeah, this yeah. Monday. Yeah, this just this past Monday, two days ago, like on the third. Yep. Nice. Yeah, but yeah, but hey, man, if yeah, you want to play again, you know, like every Monday, man. Yeah. Every Monday at seven thirty. I was out with my boss that night. Okay. I was playing cornhole with him. Cornhole. Where were you guys playing cornhole at? We were just playing in my boss's yard. Oh. He lived, how far away from here does he live, do you know? Um, long ways, like past Winco and stuff. Okay. Um, yeah, where do you work again? Hill Masonry. Oh, okay. Working at the Masonry. Yeah, what do you do there? Cut blocks, stock blocks, carry mud around, give Mason's mud. Mud, eh? Yeah. I actually did a mud run here in Shoto the other day. Went up to my parents' place in Conrad. We went down to Shoto and did a mud run. You you ever done one of those mud runs? No. How'd it go? I don't know. Like, if you haven't, you you should at some point. It's almost like a Spartan run. Like, there's, there's just a bunch of obstacles in it. Yeah. Sounds fun. Yeah, yeah, you should do those one of those times. Like, I don't know if a Spartan race is actually is in my future, but I will say that this this last one was, was like first one I've gone on since February, since indoor season ended. At which time I decided running's done for. Yep, I mean, you made it four more years longer than I did, so well, yeah. I realized running was done for. Hey. Right out of high school. Yeah, we'll say this kid could have gone the basketball route if he wanted to. Yeah. Sturgar asked me uh, if he wanted me, or if he wanted, if I wanted him to talk to coaches for me. And I was like, no, I got a pretty good scholarship here at MSU. So I think I'm just going to do academics. Then he asked me again at winter break, freshman year of college. Told him, nope, 
I think I'm just playing basketball for fun these days. Oh, and uh, yeah, it's the uh, intramurals. You know, that's why they have intramurals after all. You know. Yep. And um, they have for years. Intramurals. I played every year. Enjoyed every time or every game. Hundred percent. Like, I never really did that. Um, something I might want to look into for my last year of college, though. But um, highly recommend. You know, yeah. What are your thoughts on this Royce Robinson kid? You know, like committed committed to MSU. Yeah. Um, he just might be my next guest on this pod. Um, I'm gonna have to come up with a better script than I have right in front of me. So yeah, yeah. You heard about that, right? You know, what are your yeah. thoughts and Cat's got I mean, a pretty good one after his decommitment from Carroll after that coach left, didn't he? Yeah, he's he's a really good player. Yeah. I've watched him throughout his high school because, well, for his freshman and sophomore year, he, led he the, was playing against my brother. Yeah, he, he led was, the state in scoring as a freshman, didn't he? Yeah, was yeah. I mean, he's a really good player. Um, strong kid, can shoot. I think the Cat's got a good one. And uh, yeah, I think we gotta wonder what route Fisher's gonna take next the next year. Yep, Fisher Brown. Yep. Yeah, I uh, I've watched less of him than Royce, but I've heard since Fisher was gonna he was an eighth grader that he was the next big thing. Oh, when Fisher was an eighth grader, eh? Yeah. I heard the the rumors. Oh, and um, now we talk about like how certain players' games are going to translate over to this Division One level, this college level, whatever it is. Um, now, um, I, I feel like Jefferson Neary would be would be able to answer this question quite a bit better because he's he's he'd make a really good scout. You know, he's a couple years younger than me. He's just kind of starting his college career, but as a player, but. I mean, he grew up around a college coach. He'd make a really good analyst. Uh, yeah, how are these players' games like fit at the college level? Where I mean, obviously, I feel like the higher the higher level you go up, scholarships are even harder to get, and like it's heck of a lot more physical game by a while. And you got to be able to survive against those really strong and tall players, and it's really difficult to do. And that whole different. It's one thing to say it's a whole different level of commitment, like. And, but there's other factors that go into it. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing is probably just the speed of the game coming in from Montana Class A basketball. Yeah, it's, uh, and especially when you consider at the time, like, high school basketball didn't even have a shot clock. Yeah, and then you go, you're playing with the shot clock, you got to move faster, make decisions faster. At the same time, you're going against bigger and stronger dudes than you ever have gone up before. Yeah, and, like, speed of the game, like, the way I see it, in some respects, you could compare the speed of the game, like, decisions you have to make on the court, especially at the point guard position. Point guard might be one of the tougher. Transitions? Like, oh, absolutely. Especially in terms of decision making, it's almost like deciding whether or not to swing a baseball, isn't it? Like, you only have milliseconds to be able to make that next decision. Yep. I think, uh... I think you're right there. I think point guard definitely would be the hardest. And as a point guard, you got to know every position or every where every player is at all times. You got to know all the new plays that you're learning coming in, know every spot for them. Point guard definitely would be the biggest transition, I would assume. And 
don't know, like, maybe like the defensive mentality is a point guard. Like, I feel like you could say, like, the best point guards, like, like defensively, like, it's almost as if they watch so much film, they know the opponent's plays better than the opponents know it, it don't they? Yep. I think uh, my buddy Krishan could tell you a little bit more about jumping to college playing point guard. He's he played at like three different schools, hadn't he? Yep, he played at MSUB, and yeah, then would, he went down to Arizona. Now he's at Montana Tech. He's got a year left there, right? Yep. And he and Caleb Belich, who I just bought fireworks from the other day. Oh, really? Yeah, I did, believe mm-hmm. it or not. Of course, he's still recovering from that knee injury. Um, you got to think that, obviously, even with Dougie Peoples coming in as a freshman for College of Idaho, like you, you'd, you'd have to think that those two could very well, like, progno- if I was in the prognostication business, I would definitely think that both those teams would probably meet, like, late in the NAIA National Tournament. Yep, I think... Uh... Belly coming back for one more year is huge. And, uh, I mean, he was – wasn't he the player of the year in the Frontier this year? So I believe so. So, I mean, they should be good again. They made it to the last four last year, semifinals. And, uh, honestly, I think it was the Elite Eight, actually, okay, for what maybe. Caleb told me. Either way. But they're returning run. a lot of the guys, though. Yeah. Yep, could, almost everyone's back. Could be the year, just like our senior high school when Montana Western girls, who's their head women, who, whose head coach recently took another job at Utah State, kicked that door down. So one would have to think, could, could we see another run for Montana Tech guys like we did the gals of Montana Western, at the, which happened to be at the Metro that year, four years ago? I mean – I would like to see it. I got a lot of friends that play basketball on Montana Tech. so yeah, And Sam Gray as well. Yep. And, I, I mean, just from knowing people, I mean, I'm friends with a lot of other guys on that team. And to see them do well, would it'd be pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean we can talk about, uh, you know, the NCAA tournament stuff, you know, which – we wrapped up quite a while ago, but that was something we touched on in our first time that kind of failed us. Um, but um, you'll see high-level basketball at both those levels too. Ain't that right? Like yep. D2, D3, NAIA. Yep, there's good basketball everywhere. You just got to look. Every every level's produced pro athletes, yeah, you know, or pro basketball players, football players, whatever. You know, Scotty Pippen, anyone, you know, like it's like the – the Batman to Jordan's Robin, as the haters would say. Jefferson Neary would be happy to hear that one. <laughs> and and Dennis Rodman. Like, both of them played NAIA ball. Yep, pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah, you got a favorite NBA team? Mm, no. The NBA, I feel, is more like a player's league. So, I kind of just have my favorite players and root for them and – if I had to pick a team, though, it'd probably be the Trailblazers, just because yeah. I have family that lives there and I've been to there. Yeah. I've been to a few games. Former Weber State Wildcat Damian Lillard, who could not beat the Grizz to get the NCAA tournament. Nope, but he just demanded a trade. So. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Yep. Yep. Who 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 are some of those favorite players of yours? Damian Lillard is one. Uh, 
LeBron James, Andrew Wiggins. He's a Kansas guy. Is Wiggins still on the Timberwolves? No, Wiggins is on the Warriors now. Okay, he got uh, traded. Joel Embiid, another Kansas guy. And the, this year's MVP. Yep, I like Giannis. I mean... We're off the Joker. Uh, see, he impressed me with his finals run. And, I mean, he's a really good player, obviously, but I, I'm not the biggest fan of him. I was rooting for the Heat, Jimmy Buckets. Now, will, will the Heat finally get over the hump one of these years? I mean, they, like, I'd like to see it. Spolstra, who's the, probably the best coach LeBron's ever had, um, he's a Hall of Famer, no question. Um, it remains to be seen whether the Heat will win a championship. Like, like they won a championship with Dwayne Wade, like before LeBron, a few years before LeBron got there. Oh six. Yeah, they sure did. Do you know how that series went down? You know who they beat in that series? The Mavericks. They sure did. A few years before the meltdown. Yeah, exact opposite fashion too. Weren't they down? 0-2. They they were down 0-2. Yeah. And they were down like 20 or something in game three. And then Wade just put together an all-time great finals run. That was apex Dwayne Wade, wasn't it? Yep. Before the knee injuries got to him. Um, like, you know, yeah, Wade. Man, that, that just goes to show how 0-3 draft class is the greatest draft class. It's going to be so hard to top that draft class. We may never see that again in terms of just overall talent. Wade, LeBron, Bosh, all the big three all went in the same draft. What are the odds? Low. Yeah. Speaking of which, when I think of Bellow, I don't think of big baller brand ball. I think of Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. And I think he just retired, didn't he? Yep. I officially announced it like a month ago. He's definitely a player I would have loved to see win a championship. But I'd say he's, he was probably the third best player in the league 10 years ago behind Kobe and LeBron before injuries started to take their toll on Kobe Bryant. Yep. If you ask me who my favorite players are, or at least were growing up, there might be one answer to that question. That's Kobe Bryant. Probably the celebrity death that's hit me the hardest and... I always wanted to be just like him. You know, I think who doesn't, right? Yep. That's where I model my work ethic. That's where I model, like, the way I played sports. And that's how I'd kind of want to raise my future kids someday, you know, with that mindset. Yep. It's almost like an influence that one player has on so many. And... Yeah, yeah. Do you remember you? You might remember how I reacted when when he passed. Do you know? I don't recall. Oh, okay. But just to let you guys know, um, when that happened, I was driving. Well, if there's any comfort in this, it's that I heard it on the radio and not on social media. But there still is, and I still have it either way. But I just pulled over off the road, just outside of Mile City, and I cried for about an hour. Drove to Mom and Dad's house, went and watched the Dawson Buccaneers play the MCC Pioneers, and I couldn't even, like, that was a tough day for me. It really was. Um, the whole, a part of me died, the whole, a part of the whole sports world died that in the pre-COVID days. Yeah, I remember that was wild. I was in Billings, and uh, it's actually on my 
It happened on my buddy's birthday. So Who was your buddy? Gage Leishner. Oh, it was his birthday, huh? Yeah, it happened on his birthday, and we we're like, well, now every every one of his birthdays are the day that we lost Kobe. Yeah, that's that's a very tough cards to draw. Gage, he, and he was the quarterback for Laurel our senior year, right? No, that's Gage Hole. Oh, Gage Leishner played wide receiver. Okay, and he was was he in our class? Yeah, he was their best basketball player. Yeah, um, you know, uh. Uh, yeah, that. You, know, you guys in the Billings area are known to produce those. Um, yeah, where where were we? Um, yeah, that's that's a tough thing to draw. I mean, I mean, if if I was born one week later, I will almost would have had to deal with my birthday being on nine eleven. Dang. Yeah, that would have been a bad one. I have a classmate who was born one day after 9-11. He was like the youngest kid in our class. He was born one day after 9-11. My classmates would probably know who I'm talking about. But, um, yeah, tough draw, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are there any other celebrity deaths that kind of hit you hard, you know, in, in any way, shape, or form? No, I don't think so. But I can tell you if... <clears throat> If that was LeBron, not Kobe, I probably would have cried. Oh, Jesus. I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine, like. I would be way more distraught about LeBron. I think I might cry the day he retires. Oh, that, that's going to be the end of an era, won't it? Like, yep. Like, the, the, like the day, like, now our childhood's really over here. Yeah. He wants to, he plays with his son. I just saw a tweet, you know, all these NFL quarterbacks are gone. Like, Peyton is gone. Eli is gone. Brady's gone. Ben. Favre is gone. Ben is gone. Phil. Phil? Rivers. Phillip Rivers. Yep. Like, and all these quarterbacks. Matt Ryan's gone. Yeah. Andrew Luck's gone. Your childhood is over. Now, I don't like this particular Twitter account, like, at the block spot on Twitter, but that was a rare W by him. He's not as bad as Nick Wright is, but he puts out some pretty shitty bad takes. About he, he's an Ohio, he dick rides Ohio State as much as Nick Wright dick rides, dick rides LeBron. He really does. Yeah, I don't know that page. I'm sorry. Okay, I encourage you to go take a look at it. But all these quarterbacks, like it's like Stafford and Rogers are like the only quarterbacks from our childhood that are still around. Yeah, and I think they're uh, they're both at the tail end. So yeah, they both have Super Bowl rings. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I feel like Cameron Murai, who I stayed with in Billings a couple weeks ago when we took that trip, um, he'd probably be able to answer this one a little bit, a little bit better since he's a diehard Jets fan, and I'm kind of starting to. I almost have two favorite teams in the Packers and Jets. Like Jets are kind of starting to win me over there a little bit. But can the Jets end their 12-year playoff drought with Aaron Rodgers at the quarterback position and a very young and talented defense and young and talented backs and receivers? It seems like this year they kind of have the talent to do it. They're kind of fight, fight and finding their stride in a year where Robert Sala will likely be coaching for his job and will probably get canned by the front office if the Jets don't make the playoffs. Uh, 
I think they could make the playoffs. I think uh, a few things. If Rodgers returns to his form two and three years ago, easily. MVP form, back-to-back MVP, right? Yeah, they're making the playoffs. But if he's like he was last year, I mean, he's still such an improvement over Zach Wilson. But Absolutely. Like, now, now the question is, so Wilson will probably, he'll like, Wilson who, he might not be a better thrower to the football by a long shot than Aaron Rodgers is, but he sure as hell made a better throw in his pro day, didn't he? Yeah, the one throw that got him drafted second overall. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> another thing I think could happen for the Jets is, they have a brutal opening schedule. Yeah, they so do. Maybe the toughest open to their schedule of any of these teams. If they start off kind of rocky, the New York media might just kill them. But they end their they end their season with some easy games, and you know if they can make it through the first, I think their bye week is week seven. If they can make it to that seven or eight, make it to that around five hundred, they'll be. They'll be good. Yeah, and AFC across the board. Obviously, you can now consider the Chiefs the clear-cut favorite, honestly. like I will say this. Somebody may beat the Chiefs. They're not going to win every year, but so like whoever beats them is going to have to bleed to do it. I think we, we can all agree like who the best quarterback in the world and the tight end. He's doing this shit without Tyree Kill in a very brutal AFC. Yeah, uh, I think the Chiefs will be the favorites for a long time. You're right, they won't win every year, but I think as long as Patrick's there, Andy Reid's the coach, and I mean, yeah, Travis Kelsey too, but mostly Reid and Mahomes, I think they'll be the favorites in the AFC. I remember the game that I realized Patrick Mahomes was really good at football which would have been we were still in high school watching these games right but yeah they played the Steelers in like week three of his his first year starting and he tore him up for six touchdowns and I think right then is when I realized Sunday night football against the Steelers I think it was I think it was a day game okay okay but um I will say um like you could definitely say Mahomes has accomplished as much, if not more, in this league than Rodgers in his like first few years in the league, um, but is it fair to say like I'd say if there's anyone tarnish on his legacy, it's that he couldn't beat Tom Brady when it counted in the playoffs, like when Brady was still in the league and they were playing in the same era, like near the tail end of Brady's career. Yeah, I think that'll get him. All right, I don't think it will be like a like, huge thing on his. Whereas, like if it at the end of his career, like. It's going to be unbelievably hard to do, obviously. Like, who knows? We might enter the chat. He might not enter the chat. But if it's, like, really close, like, Brady got it done against Mahomes in the playoffs when it mattered. Yeah. I think uh, if it does come down to that, we're we're a long ways from that. I mean, yeah, like, he needs a few more Super Bowls. Yeah, you know how hard it's going to be to do? Like, who knows? He might have a stretch, like, Brady, where he doesn't even win for a few years. Yeah, but, I mean, he's going to have to rack up the sheer totals of numbers, too, that Brady has. It's just, he's going to have to play for a long time at a high level to catch Brady. And maybe you could say, like, longevity is becoming more of a thing now, like, with non-kickers than it ever has been. Yeah. 
I think uh, part of that, though, is the past few years we've been blessed with – this is a Nick Wright take, and I agree with it – that we've been blessed with LeBron and Brady – Playing into their forties, well, I guess LeBron's thirty. He'll he'll, he'll probably be about forty in his early forties when he retires. But them playing so much past, or at a high level past what we're used to, and I think we might start expecting other players to do that. Yeah, and like the Rams got it done with Cooper Cup, you know, former Eastern Washington Eagle Cooper Cup. Um, will can the Will we ever see the Bills or Bengals and their long drought? Two teams that are def- still playing at a high level and are capable of making a Super Bowl type run. Um, in a very I mean, brutal AFC. The AFC is brutal, especially with all the quarterbacks. The Bengals are their windows open right now. With Burrow doesn't have a huge contract yet, still on that rookie deal. But I mean, the Bills. There's already trouble with Stefan Diggs is mad at stuff and I don't know. We'll see. We'll see in time. Only time will tell, right? Yep. Yeah, you you could say if like if the Jets or Packers aren't in the Super Bowl ever, like I, I would hope it's like a team that's never won, you know? Yeah. Well but, yeah. I'm a Pittsburgh fan, so Oh, you guys you guys tied for the most, right? Yeah, I know. You guys have only what are the odds that an NFL franchise only has three head coaches since nineteen sixty nine? Can you name all three of them? Bill Cower, Mike Tomlin, and You 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 gotta know this one. He's the best one of all of them. He was one Chuck Knoll. Yes. Yeah. Chuck Knoll, then Bill Cower, then Mike, Mike Tomlin. Tomlin. Favre and Rogers did. Both of whom sat for a few years behind other starters but before finally getting their chance to shine in the in the league. You know, I'm not sure. I mean, expecting them to be Farver Rodgers is just unfair to him, but Fair enough, you know. But um I don't know. He looked fine in all the games he's appeared in. I think that will just decide if the Packers go into a little drought, it's going to be because Jordan Love isn't what they drafted him to be or if they do jump to the top of the the nfc again it's probably because jordan love is as good as he was expected to be so yeah i mean you could say it's surprising that they took him instead of a wide receiver in the first round the packers are known to not draft wide receivers till the late rounds but you could say the ones they do have have turned out to be pretty dang good, regardless of where they're drafted. They're known to kind of get steals at that position, especially receivers yeah. that Aaron Rodgers had earlier in his career. Yeah, it does help, though, having Rodgers and Favre as your quarterback when you're drafting late. And, yeah, with the, with <clears throat> your Steelers, like, is this, is this the big breakout year for Kenny Pickett? I hope so. I've been calling him primetime picket because in those primetime yeah, games, he um, does not lose. So Yeah, the fake slide was the most savage play I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, that was when he was And there's a the rule pit. change. Impact, there, the impact he has on the game, there's a rule change because of it. Yeah, well, I mean, I hope he's the answer in uh, Ben's air. Um, yeah, and um, wasn't there some quarterback controversy with him or no? I thought that I 
I could have sworn like at one point there was like a quarterback controversy. I think that was just last year when they didn't know who was the other guy. Mitch Trubisky. Trubisky, that's who. I think it was just more. We don't know if we want to start our rookie quarterback quite yet, or if we. But Trubisky was just killing the offense, and uh, Pickett gave him more upside. They still missed the playoffs, but you know Trubisky that the. The Bears unnecessarily traded up a pick to get a guy they could have gotten anyway. Probably would have dropped down to the late first round otherwise. Yeah, I mean, they could have had Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes. Ooh, Deshaun. Like, <laughs> 32 teams multiple times could have had Tom Brady. and you, I think we can both agree that that's the, him and Bledsoe at the time was the biggest quarterback controversy of all time before... Belichick's decision ultimately paid off, and the as NFL Films always said, the Patriots organization was never the same after that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you watch NFL Films ever? Mm, every once in a while. I mean, I used to watch it more when my dad had cable, or when I was living with my dad because he had cable, so it'd be I could see him on TV, but. I have YouTube TV now, and I don't really that see makes it very two of often. us. I should probably stop paying for that shit, but <laughs> um, I watch it time and time again. You know, uh, but I guess holy heck, like oddly enough, it is nine ten on a Wednesday evening, the time at which you said it was gonna be a, like a little too late to do this, but you could say last question I'll end on. This is the first episode I've really made sound anything like ESPN Radio talking about NFL so much. But, um, you know, we touched on this a little bit earlier. You'll have to talk about our experience playing sports trivia. You know, what are your thoughts on sports trivia? You know, kind of how it went. I mean, that was the only week of these three weeks that I've played that I did not win a gift card. But, um... Yeah, talk, talk about the categories a little bit, you know, like. Yeah, well, it started off hot when we got baseball, and Zach hit it out of the park with those. Some were easy, some were a little more difficult. But after that, it went to golf, which we knew a little bit about, not all that much, but a little bit. And then it went to NASCAR, and we had no clue. We really didn't have any clue. Absolutely. NASCAR and then some – I'm sure there was a guy there that got 10 of 10 on NASCAR. I was a huge fan of NASCAR. Yeah, that's what the uh, the waitress said to us. Oh, yeah. like That guy nailed every NASCAR question yeah. and doubled his points and jumped right ahead of us. Oh, yeah. Um, and kind of redeemed myself getting second in that this week. But, um, yeah, Seth, th thanks for your time once again, and uh, we'll have to – well, you could say once basketball season hits, uh, it'll be a little bit easier for me to, you know, stick to what I have on the script. You know, you could say that it'll be a little bit easier to talk about. So, yeah, yeah appreciate you coming on once again, my friend. And we'll have to do this some other time. All right. Thank you, Zach. Boom. Chase Strange. They hating. Catch a glimpse.